Radio Frontier. This is Football Daft with Stephen Purden. Midfield dynamo and average actor. Chris Toll. Target man. Suspicious character. And... Welcome to Football Daft, the Daft the Scottish Football Podcast around. I'm Stephen Purden and let's welcome the team. First, a man who's currently pitching himself as a dwarf gangster who runs the karaoke and the tall shit in River City. It's Chris Toll. I've got an idea, mate. I want to change the name of the pub to the tall shit. No, mate, do you know what? Right, if we're going to get you into River City, you can't just swagger in there. There was, there was a guy years ago who swagger in there and thought he was a bully big boys, right? Right, played a guy called Buster. Eight episodes of last week. Right, so see if you come in and try and change the name of a pub that has been an institution on the Kugel Street for nearly 20 years. I mean, huh? surely, surely that would make the punters hate me, and if I'm a gangster, then, you know, they... Surely your father would hate you for stepping on his toes, man, or the pubs he's got. Wait, <laughs> 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 hey, I tell you what happened to me yesterday, man. I walked into the Wayne's room, and he was sitting, chewing an electric cable. So I grounded him. Hey, hey, hey that's going to be. Come on now. Hey, a good, a good spark to the podcaster. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's hey, well, he's getting a wireless coast to be back here, right? We need to fucking move on. <laughs> John, come on. Come on, John. I've, you got I've, one. I've got nothing. I've got nothing. Oh, John. Ah, what you got? Sick. Oh, get your wireless coast. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and now, a man who at the weekend was creating his own cocktails while watching the Rangers game. I say creating his own cocktails, he was smashing bottles of tequila, Rosie, after the war and only using half of it. Well, he'll explain. Did you do this again? Just basically, I was watching all for a big, big game, Rangers and Cove Rangers. I thought, I'm going to get mad with this weekend. Easter Sunday, Easter Monday and all this. Drinking with my beer keg. Can I recommend that? I'm still gear. That's good. That's good. Like that. It was, uh, had that. But then after a cut of pints, you get bagged up. And so I never drink vodka. I've no drank vodka since 2011. I'll, you know, it was in the cupboard. So I, I started <laughs> drinking that. Blue, blue Wickeds, that ran out. And then I had no mixers, but I had Hunter's Easter eggs and I had this new food blender. So I was filling the blender with vodka, chocolate eggs, milk, ice, drrr, having a, having a swallow like that. And then after that, when I ran out of all that, I basically, I found a tequila rose bottle, but I couldn't open the tequila rose on outside and battered that the fucking side of my wall. <laughs> fucking terrible, good night, man. Well, so, the remains you know, you Drinking a weird dog, not I can't, I can't believe you wasted good Easter eggs. <laughs> well, they get, they get put to good use. You'd a bit, uh, you'd a, you sound a bit rough on the Monday, mate. Aye, Aye, game, mate. I was, I was it's no effort. It. It's really, really bad. See, that's yeah. one of the reasons I see a Strangers and Celtic game. That's why I'm like, ah, no, I can't deal with this. I can't deal with this again. And I, wait, I, wait, I, I, I kind of feel the same way, mate. Mate, I, I do. I was like, no, again, man. There's too many. Tool, you might not understand, man, because Celtic have no one in this year. But see, this year, mate, there's, I'm telling you, so many opportunities to get wrecked. Yeah, I've been hung over perpetually for the last nine years. Fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't really. No, but I know exactly. I know exactly. Right, mate, you feel you feel half your wagon had like a wee fucking twelve year uh, bender. Then that was uh, your half. That uh, was fucking. That's me half it again, man. That was fucking amazing. voice note after voice note. Oh yeah, What's the best? What's the best beer machine? What's the best beer machine? Next day, I know I'm trying. I'm, I'm fucking trying to buy a new pub and all that because I've had that one tequila. No, I mean, fuck <laughs> sake. Oh, no, it was good, good weekend. Good Easter weekend. Aye, <laughs> I, I had a wee drink on Friday. 
Then I had a wee drink on the Saturday, the scorching weather round the back. And then I had a drink the Sunday as well. So I felt pretty fucked the other weekend. And I was By the way, why you talk me through this, right? Last Saturday, Friday and Saturday, it's fucking melting. It's roasting. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, it's fucking snowing. Snowing? I know, mate. I, know, mate. I, I thought I thought I was having to I thought I was having to reread the the weather forecast when I was reading out for the radio, man. I was like, how can this possibly be? I was like, one minute it's twelve thirteen, the next minute I'm telling folk to watch out for hail and snow. I know, fucking hell, man. Mental man. So, what's been happening in Scottish football, right? Right, Dominic McKay. Let's get to it, right? Dominic McKay. He's coming in early. He's coming in early. Him and Lowell's going to smooth the, smooth the transition for him. What do you think? What's this guy going to bring to the selecto? I've no idea, mate. No. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. See, when it comes to this sort of thing, I don't really pay attention to it. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't, I don't even, pay even, to it. E- even the new. Even the new. Like, when it's such a... I just know that... It, it, it feels like a pivotal moment in your club's history now. Do you know what I... I, I struggle, this is terrible, right? But I keep forgetting his name, right? <laughs> Honest to God, I keep forgetting his name. But it's apparently he's done a good job at uh, the Scottish Rugby Union. I know rugby. Aye. <laughs> Aye, so, man. That's so, exciting. I know. Anybody, anybody that can do a good job at the rugby, you know? It's three or three bastards, man. We just got each other. And it's like, we yeah, somebody say something, we always go, ah, kill me. Everybody gets it tight, man. Isn't it? <laughs> Right, so he's, good to, right. Anyway, he's hopefully, good. what I will say is hopefully he can bring in Rosenthal for Chelsea. Oh, fuck off, don't start me. Don't start me. For the listeners, that was Grado, who... It will remain nameless who he was speaking to, but he was speaking to somebody who is into real football. I think Grado is... Name it, shame. Come on, name it, shame. No, I don't mind telling you. Because I put my horns up, I don't know that much about EPL, but as I was talking to, to, to young Billy's father, Billy Gilmer's father, he was talking to him in the street, and he was I was asking him how he was going on at Chelsea, man, he's naming all these Chelsea players that are injured and all that, and I'm going, and he's going, like, and I, and I told the boys in the group chat, because I can't remember who he's even grown about, but, and I just said, Rosenthal? The Chelsea player was called Rosenthal, he was going, aye, Rosenthal's out injured and all that, and you can... That, that like, kind of makes sense, though, man, Rosenthal yeah. injured, mate. That's probably why I thought of saying that. Aye. And I always just kind of, I, I just, I, it just gets too intense. Even somebody's talking to me about English football and all that. And Tell I'm me, that's why in Gredo D you got all nervous and all that. And, oh, aye. Yeah. Oh, I try to change the subject. <laughs> aye, man, that's good, man. Aye, cool. Well, she's been up to, man. But is he, is he, is he coping <laughs> all right down there? Aye, aye. Because he wants to talk about these players that he, he talks to in the, in, the, in the training ground. I don't know if I clue they are. And I'm like, wow, does he? Oh, that's, that's By cool. the way, it'd be some buzz if they signed Mbappe, wouldn't it? I, 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 I still don't. I still, mate. He's probably the biggest superstar in that world. Jade Goody, right? What? I'm no Jade Goody. Who's that supposed oh. to mean? <laughs> you know how she would always go like, um, oh, I don't know what that means. I'm daft. Oh, right. Aye, man. You think, uh, you, you think that I'm doing that? With that mate, I, I, I think you're ripping the piss out me, man. Honestly. So did I, mate. Told him with you. No chance he's hero here to killing Mbappe. No chance. I told you he's not to bring this up. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, let, do you know what? I feel like we're picking on Graham now. Yeah, let's move so on. Right. Are. So, Dominic Kai's coming in. 
Eddie, Eddie Howe, his, I've just seen it on record, he's saying he's not in any rush and he's not joining another club until at least the summer. Is that Aye. worrying for you, Toll? I don't think he'll come to Selic. No. Neither I do. I don't think he'll come to Selic and I think it's all to do with Dominic McKay. No, I'm only joking. <laughs> I just, I don't think he'll come to Selic. I, I said it to my mates in the group chat the other day. I said, there's no way he's coming to Selic and I, do you know, see the longer this goes on, the more I think we're going to end up with John Kennedy, and it's fucking terrifying. No man. way, surely not. No. The longer it rumbles on, but the more happier it makes me, because you just need a bit of a clear it, you need a bit of a rejig, you need to fucking... You know, I, got, I mean, you've got, you've got Ayer, is he? Ayer's going to be on people's list, right? I've gone maybe, Edward, Scott Brown's going to Aberdeen, Lol's away. Mackay's brought in early. How saying he's not coming to summer? It's fucking brilliant, isn't it? Well, they're saying, they're saying that, uh, Griffiths is away. Hopefully, Christie will be away. Um, they're talking Leicester coming in for Callum McGregor. Um, it's it looks as if it's a full squad rebuild, a full full fucking first team rebuild, man. Talking ash you something, right? Aye. See with the likes of the Eddie Howe stuff is, it got me thinking. See the longer it goes on, does does Eddie Howe somehow in that length of time? Get more exciting. Do you, do you know what I mean by that? You know how the likes are like uh, somebody's it, out injured. No, somebody's out, somebody's out injured. They get they're, they're better the longer they're out. Oh, we need a bat. He's brilliant. The Is that longer, happening? No, the longer he's the longer he puts it off, the, the less I want him at the club. Because yeah. if you, if somebody wants to be there, they're there. You know what I mean? And so no, it's, remi- you no, want, it's, remi- it's actually reminding me of the Ben Davies deal. The boy went to Liverpool. Aye, it's. Aye. It's reminding me that somebody's going to come in and, and take him, and I think it'll, pro- it'll end up being, depending on what happens with Roy Hodgson, it'll be uh, Crystal Palace. Palace. Or, Could be or Newcastle. Newcastle, Newcastle aye. aye. So, would you, right right now, if Kennedy or Roy Keane says, I'll take the job right now, and Kennedy goes, right, I'll stay there now, I'll become the manager, a fish for the manager, or Roy Keane goes, I'll come up the mora and do the job, or Eddie Howe said, I'll come the 30th of June, what would you take? I would take Eddie Howe on the 30th of June. But really? if, it a, if it was a straight up choice between Kennedy and Keane, then, and and I was I was guaranteed that Kennedy wouldn't be staying as assistant manager, I would take Keane. Mm-hmm. I would take Keane ahead of Kennedy, purely mm-hmm. because he's got experience as managing, and he doesn't, he, he's, he doesn't suffer fools gladly, but then you've got... <laughs> he doesn't miss and hit the ball. <laughs> you've got you've got Kennedy that's probably got a more mm. a more like modern approach to managing, but I mm. think that this like job's just a wee bit too big for him at the moment. Fair enough, but and tap you all that the draw for the Scottish Cup. We're playing each other again, mate. Playing each other yep. again. Right. What you think? What you think? Confident? I don't know, mate. To be honest with you, it all depends what Celtic turns up, really, um, and what Rangers, I suppose, and. I was going to say I, that, man. I was going to start the fight, but does it fuck? It all depends what Rangers turn up, right? No, no, you're you're absolutely right. No, mate, it depends who wants it, mate. It's a one half game. What uh, you need anyway. to remember is this will be Scott Brown's last ever one. No, because there's one after that in May. No, if we're not, all well. oh, right, sorry, it's the, the week one. Scottish right. Cups first, and the league I, this, one is, this is Scott, this Scott Brown's last chance for a trophy at Celtic. Mm-hmm. Do you know so, what? Um. No, I'm not looking forward to it, but I can't bear it again. I just yeah, yeah, can I? Yeah, I can I? I know it's just like I know Rangers, Rangers can Rangers can qualify with Con, but I can't. It's just it's just that, that <laughs> qualify <moving> up, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's qualifying next week. Yeah. <laughs> I think it just it doesn't sound right. Scottish Cup, man. 
It's like we're going for the Euros, man. You qualify, man. But do you know what I mean? I just... No, I know what you mean. I kind of, all that hysteria and all that, I don't know how much me and my ticker can take, man, honestly. Because oh, like, see, the end of the day, uh, we've, no play, we've no played well in the last two fun games. That's what I mean. No, no. So it's... I bet uh, you certainly played well, but you've won one and drawn one. Mm-hmm. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? We we played we played really well in the last one, and we we couldn't get the win. So, you know, you need to you need to take that into account. But I see the low averages, like I always say, I always say that about Morelos scoring a goal. Low averages. I think we'll I think we'll get we'll win one of the two games. I think one of them. See, like we'll win one of the two games. I hope it's a league. To be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, here, there's a question. Would you rather get put in the cup by them, or would you rather lose the unbeaten thing? See, that's mental that he wants that you would sacrifice your own team to get silverware to stop Rangers getting their unbeaten run in the league. That's, that's just I, obsession. That's because I, I hate you more than I love us. Be sure honest, bro. <laughs> but um, no, t- t- uh, uh, what's your name? Bo. The thing is, with, with the Scottish Cup, we've not won it since what 2009. Oh, is that the last time we won it? Ah, oh, he's have never won it. You're a Rangers hat, Celtic hat, you still call say 40. Told you know about 44? Shut up, you date. I'm fucking 38. Are you? <laughs> John, what age are you? I'm 40. John, you know about Ulti Magnum about Rusty and Podcast? No, man. By the way, look at Stevie Ling at his shot. He's been in flannels. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, aye, John. Well, you're wearing your tartan gear again. Yeah, yeah. Because well, it's, it's National Tartan Week. <laughs> uh, oh, honestly, it is. I know, we spoke about it Rangers Daft, remember? <laughs> Hey, this wee tartan hang on again, you're like, you, you're talking about the tartan gear, the tartan week on the radio. The tartan week, it's tartan week. <laughs> right, getting on to Scotland now. Away for Rangers and Celtic. Scotland, right. Good news for supporters is Hamden will have 12,000 people in for the Euro Games against Croatia and the Czech Republic. What are you into that, boys? That's good. Aye. Oh, aye. Right, I've got, a t- I've got. A t- I don't know how the ticket. It's not being announced how the ticket is going to work. I've got a ticket for the Czech Republic game. Have you? Aye, I've got a ticket for the t- Czech Republic. How's that work? Could they be on sale? That they be on sale. Yeah, they be on sale. So I don't know if it's going to be like a lottery or if it's going to be done. I would suspect it'll be done in postcode. Like a barrack. Yeah, it might be that. Aye. But I suspect it'll be done in postcode. So I don't. Know. I've got. I've got a Canadian mate that was that's half Croatian, right? And he travels all over the world, and he was originally coming over here. And then eventually Scotland get drawn with Croatia as well. And he was mm-hmm. like, I'm definitely coming over if we can. So hopefully Aye. we hopefully we can get some sort of tickets. So, but you're seeing there's light at the end of the tunnel now. I seen the hang the other day. Did you see that cradle with the guy or the fucking seats at Ibrox getting washed and all that? Aye. See that? Aye. So I'm hoping like towards maybe May time. My my fucking dream is be there for trophy day, but I don't think that's gonna happen. Nah, I don't think it is. But what I wondered, John, was I actually thought that when they announced the fans that there would be some sort of or you need to show show up with your, your vaccine ticket, Ken, to say that you've had your vaccine. Is that not need, the case, no? Need to show up your vaccine ticket and your tartan shirt. <laughs> By the way, it's far it's far too easy to fucking counterfeit the the 
vaccine oh, mate, that'll be the next thing in the fucking panel yeah, on, yeah. on yeah, eBay. What what is sort of out the way vaccine policies? Huh? Fucking D- on on a DH gate for a couple of vaccine right. tickets. Go go go! <laughs> he's a fucking go! He's a, a vaccine ticket to go to Savoy the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> How <laughs> better next thing, man? Turn it up, your mates. Did you get to get one? I got one. Aye. You, got, so you got the stuff here, lads. You got the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right, other news. I watched. I watched the Liverpool absolutely destroy Arsenal all night. Tierney went half injured yesterday in the group chat. Tolls got him down. He's missing the Euros. John saying not. I've read a BBC broadcast. He, he's not. He's, he's going to be okay. So what's it? What's the truth here? Is he all right or is he fucked? I'm only going by what Mikel Arteta said. Do you know what I mean? And he's his manager. Well, sources Arteta, John. What next oh. week's is what my sources are telling me, Chris. Too. Uh, oh. Your source is Chris McLaughlin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling this one, John. I know. I think it's. I think it's forty forty six weeks. I hope so. I hope so because yeah. do you know what? He would be a huge loss. Aye. He would be a huge loss. Oh, absolutely, man. He would be. Let, like, let's just cut to the chase. Who's the better left back, Robertson or Tierney? For me, definitely going by this season. For me, it's Tierney. Mm. If you obviously, if you look at their their careers overall, you would probably say uh, Robertson. But on forum, the now for me, it's Tierney definitely. But Jen Grado, I think. Well, does does Robertson not sometimes get it tight for his performances in a Scotland shot? I know just uh, not just that this season for Liverpool, he's mm-hmm. been abysmal, man. This season's an easy one to say Tierney in it, but. I think we need to cut the boy a bit of slack. Aye. Robertson, it's probably his first bad season I've seen him having, like, since he made that breakthrough at the Liverpool squad. But uh, you never seen him at Queen's. He was dreadful in 2014, man. Aye, mate, I missed that, <laughs> man. He was, not he? Ricky Lowe said he was brilliant, man. Aye. What do you Grado? Who are you taking on your team, Robertson or Tierney, if you had to pick one? But do you know just... Uh... You know, oh, take... hypothetically, if you had to pick one. Oh, Tierney. I'd pick Tierney. Aye. I would. Yeah. I, I, I would. I'd pick Tierney. I'd, oh, just, aye, Tierney. John. I'd, I'd, like you say, this season, it's got to be Tierney. I mean, that performance against Fairoyons was, like, impressive. You see him at Arsenal, and he's... St- I mean, there's talk about Man City coming in for him in the summer. Um, he's played that well at Arsenal. I seen he's one of their best players, so I would say Tierney. I could understand Guardiola sniffing about thunder at Tierney. Aye, players that can play part of a three. He's kind of turned Kyle Walker into a kind of can play in a three at the back, and he was a full back that kind of thing. So I could see somebody like Guardiola looking at him, but I, I think he looks more dangerous than Robertson these days. He looks seemingly does get forward, which Aye. I feel is restricted, but. Because he's playing part of that three at the back at times where Robertson's the left kind of wing back and Tierney needs to sit back. He's kind of one of the three. But when he does break forward occasionally, he just... I don't know. He's, he I looks, love he how he does. He, he does. Threat, he definitely he? does. He definitely does. But we shall see. We shall see. But yeah, another minute, news... You, you never say who you're choosing. <laughs> who, am I, who I'm choosing? Aye, who are you choosing? Aye, I did. Why are you trying to dodge it? Because your Rangers supporting pals will have a go at you. It's not a day with it. Who are you choosing then, Stephen? Who am I choosing? Robertson or Dave? Aye, so am I. I'm a fucking pair of wilds. Swiftly moving on. Just when you thought COVID breaches from clubs in Scotland were bad, former Shakhtar and AC Milan forward 
Luis Adriano tested positive for COVID-19 after he ran over a cyclist after escaping Whoa. isolation. <laughs> the Brazilian broke his required quarantine, decided to take his mother to a shop mall in western Sao Paulo. He was then involved in a car accident and saw a cyclist hit in the car park and suffer minor injuries. Footage of Adriano waiting while the victim received treatment in the aftermath emerged online following the incident on Monday. Now, this makes Nathan Patterson look like an angel, doesn't it? Well, do you know that? What, what I've heard is that his manager said, listen, he's got a fucking great career ahead of him. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't do him, Polis. <laughs> did, 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 the, did the burglar get run out? Did he end up with COVID? <coughs> I don't know. I don't know. He, he died, mate. Oh, did he? Crap, hey, man. man. Every, oh, week we get him. Every week we get him. Every fucking week we get him. <laughs> I'm sure we'll be more football chat and daft chat in the open line soon. And on a big question, it is inspired by last week's show. We ask, where is the strangest place you have seen or met a footballer? And our guest this week is a man who is between the sticks for Celtic and their run to the UEFA Cup final. He's here to give toll honours. It's Rab Douglas. Football daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Call them now on 01698 767 172. Ladies and gentlemen, Every week on the show, there's a highlight. A highlight. She brings a she brings a ray of sunshine to the show. She's the manager of our sponsors, G4 Claims. Welcome it. to the Aye, show, Nicole. Hi, Hi everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for the ray of sunshine, Cole. I absolutely love that. There um, you go. So, if you're involved in any sort of accident, please give us a phone. Speak your sunshine. If the sun's been in someone's eyes and it causes an accident on the road, happens all the time, then please contact G4 Claims first. Now, again, I know I say it every week, but we are listening, guys, because I'm getting calls every single week. It's absolutely fantastic. Even people just asking yes. questions, asking advice. I love that because I want to point you in the right direction. If there's anything you're unsure about, phone us and ask us. If you've had any sort of accident, phone us first so we can provide you with a like-for-like replacement vehicle where yours is off the road if your car is written off we'll get the money back for the value of your car that you're happy with make sure you're not left in negative equity and all that you know we want to look after you if your car is repairable we'll get your car repaired and a poor body shop or a body shop of your choice um, and if you're injured at all we can claim your personal injury for you we don't take any fee all our services are totally free they're built to the at fault insurance so remember guys for any sort of advice Please phone us because even if you're phoning me and I can't help you this time, I can maybe recommend what you can do and then you can pass me on to someone else or I can give them advice or you can use me in the future. You know where I am. So phone is 01698-767-172. It's not a phone claims and they're made easy. 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 Ball daft open line, the open line where everything goes, of course. Uh, what do you think the chances of getting into Hamden are? How will they do the tickets? May I talk about that? Do you agree with Yogi, who this week has ripped SPFL refereeing standards and insists the old firm receive preferential treatment and the smaller clubs get absolutely nothing? Well said, oh. Yogi. Well said. Or do you just want to talk about your favourite hot sauce? Up to you, what you want to talk about. You got, Grady, you have a favourite hot sauce. 
Aye, the new start, the, the goose one with the sriracha goose sauce. Oh, that's really? the that's dynamite. Aye, with it, that's, with my, that's my favourite as well. Aye, that that I would be on red. And the big giant squeezy bottle. Oh, I love it, mate. It's, it's the berries, man. Right. Brilliant. The berries, I've not heard that in years, man. There's your hot sauce recommendations, courtesy of Football Daft. The panel of experts are with us, of course. It's Stephen Cavens, Graham Guidi, and Chris Delahunt. So let's go to our first caller on the line. And it is Andy. Andy, welcome to Football Daft. What do you want to say to the panel? Just to see the thoughts from everybody on the panel, what next week will bring next Saturday, the, the cup game, Rangers Celtic. Four nothing to Celtic. Oh. What? Four nothing to Celtic. What? Do you, do you, do you know what it's going to bring? It's going to bring fucking heart rates up so much. I can't mean we were talking about earlier. I can't. Well, we were talking about earlier, and I can't deal with the thought. Of it. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. so nervous already. See what I th- Andy, what it's see with me. It's like you kind of prepare yourself, and it's just like it's just came. It's like oh, it's a week and Sunday, and I'm like, oh, wow, no, this is too fast. Totally man. agree. And I, and you're yeah. like, oh, I don't, I can't take this. I can't take this. I'm confident that we can win it, but obviously with the last couple of games we've played against Celtic, we've, we've not been a better team. Granted, we've come away a couple of good results. However, anything can happen, especially in a cup tie. And it's mm-hmm. whoever, whatever team gets beat, man, it's going to be, there's going to be tears, mega you know tears. You know I genuinely really, obviously I'm a Celtic supporter and I hope Celtic win, but the reason that I really, really want us to win this one is so there's no fucking fireworks going off. I'm no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God, no. my, my dog is fucking scared to go out the door now because he's bad. Yeah. Oh, for fuck. He's a fuck. Oh, for, here we go. Yes. You know There's that? no much fireworks going off in Coat Bridge, is there? Mate. Oh, fuck, <laughs> fucking Little Island. That's bombs. Does <laughs> does that. The, the saving grace for the game next week was a Saturday night. It's a four o'clock kick-off. The nerves might not be as bad because I might be half pissed by the time it kicks off. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean might be? What do you mean might be? You'll be fucking five sheets to the wind by the time the game kicks off. I mean, don't know, mate. Don't know. I might, might pace myself. I think, mate. Might pace myself. I think you're right. I think the amount of alcohol you can consume before four o'clock could help. Aye. Aye. Um, however, as a Rangers fan, I've just got a feeling. I don't know. I think, I think I'm quite fair with these things. I just think we've got out of jail twice, especially in January. Celtic, Probably the better team back in March there. And it's as if they're due as one. And I, I don't like saying that, but it's the way I feel. Funnily enough, Andy, we were talking about it earlier on on the show, and that's exactly what I said. The fucking, the, the lower averages were due one. Exactly, exactly. That's the way I feel anyway. Although I don't, um, I don't doubt the Rangers can, can turn up to the game Play them off the park. I don't doubt that can happen. Just a lot of averages. Old Firm game, Saturday night, as you say. Uh, Steven, yeah. I think the, the lot of averages, we'll do it to turn up at one or not. That's true. That is well, a, that's and, a and, fair also, point. and also, I also think the lot of average stuff, I think that can that goes out the window on Old Firm Day because whatever everybody predicts, the likes at the, the game at, at New Year, Rangers have been playing brilliant. And we off, that first 30 minutes, it was like, what? Wait, this is the part of the script. So that's the theory. That's the, that's, <coughs> that's no, you're right. Do you know what? I think you touched on it earlier, Jado. It's a cup game. Anything can happen. So you don't you don't really want to be staking any any bets on what's going so, to happen in this. So we'll talk about it probably more on the next week's show, but quick predictions round the table. Uh, Chris? Well, no, honey, Shelley. Stephen? 
Three one to Rangers. Grado. I'm gonna go one 0 Rangers. Andy. Two one Rangers. Close. Close. Right. He doesn't play for them anymore. Uh, he's in goals. Thanks for coming on. Let's move on to our next call on the open line. It is Jordan who's joining us. Let's see what you got to say here, sir. I like to, well, I've got a couple of points actually. So the first thing I was want to say was uh, I want to talk about underdogs. So I play junior football. I play for Bathgate now. But I used to play for uh, Livingston uh, Juniors, and me played uh, Largs Thistle. Doing your way, good on it. That's, mm-hmm, that's no far from me at all, mate. Aye, that's a good wee pitch that day. So we played them at home, right? So they've got they've got a big investment in the Scottish. Uh, sorry, they've got a big investment for the boy that won the Euro Millions. That's Remember right, the boy. Aye. He put in the party as well. So didn't he? they turned up. That's right. to be last year, mind you. Sad. So they turned up at our part, right? Their part's a shithole. We're all on 10 quid a week, right? We're dog jobby, right? And they've turned up at our park, right? With this big fancy coach. We were 16 to 1, right? So we had no chance. And uh, in the bookies that day, you could only bet trebles, right? To get a bet on. So my dad loves a punt. And he had bet uh, lags because they were a certainty. And he'd bet a team with a bit of value. And another team that were a certainty, thinking the bet was, was going to be up. And we beat them 2 1, right? <laughs> right? So. And I scored, so we done my dad's money. I done my dad's money, right? And he was absolutely cracking up. The guy that scored the winner was forty-eight year old, <laughs> <laughs> right? And we we sent them back down the road, we nothing, right? Oh, it was somewhere. So I wanted to ask you if he's ever, what's the biggest underdog stories I've ever ever witnessed at a football game or in general? Do you know? Do you know what always gets me is a massive underdog story. Leicester winning the league. Mate, I was. Going to say, oh, you yeah. can't beat that. Still Leicester, and I still think there's a movie to be made there, man. I'll tell honestly. you one. My favourite one is Denmark winning the Euros in '92. Oh, aye. They weren't they weren't yeah. even in the tournament. Yugoslavia were had qualified, mm-hmm. remember? And aye. they get they get banned because of all the fucking political nonsense. Mm-hmm. And right, then aye. and then Denmark get drafted in because they had came second in that group, and mm-hmm. they fucking won the whole tournament, man. Who's the big guy up front, man? It scored all. What's his name again? Toe, the big boy up front, man, for Greece. Egg. Oh, oh fuck, he's always fucking... so good with the heat, man. Had some tournament. It started to be a cave, didn't it? Some, uh, man, fuck, I mean. But I would, I'd still say Leicester, man. Still it's go like, with Leicester. But you, it's, it's always good here than another dog story, and it's like, see the, the care on last week with Bro Rangers and Hearts. You get a wee buzz off aye. it, doesn't it? It's a nice wee story, isn't it? It always aye, is. Hang on, so like, Bro are on a team that are used to winning. And they've got nothing to lose. And mm-hmm. half, half of them up there thinking, oh, here we go, this is going to be an easy game. And, aye, phone aye. Man in that. Oh, yeah. aye, aye. Uh, aye. But the second thing I was wanting to say to you is, right, so I seen last week, you were talking about um, meeting football players in strange places, right? So I've got a, I've got a belt to that story, right? So me me and my new wife, but then girlfriend, uh, I, was, well, I was 17 at the time, went to Egypt on holiday. So it was about June time. And... Uh, at the hotel, they don't like Ken the reps that come round when you play fucking water polo and that. You I hate that. that. So they are. Well, we had a, a seven aside 4G pitch at our hotel. So they come up to me and they says, We're playing football tonight. We're playing next door, the next door hotel. Do you want to play? I says, I put my name down. I'll, I'll definitely play. So 
I've turned up at five o'clock. I actually left my missus in the bath with sunstroke. This is natural, right? And uh, I went down to the, the pitch, and I was the only person that turned up for the hotel. Me and the wee chef. This wee fucking chef. <laughs> <laughs> he still had the hat on and that, right? So <laughs> me and him turned Stop up, and I says, how are we going to play next door? He says, well, they'll probably bring a team. So the, the hotel next door brought about maybe seven or eight boys. So we've got a game going, right? And I'm saying... Fucking standards quality here, by the way. The team, the boys that they brought were unbelievable, right? This wee guy up front, he had like a baldy head. It was unbelievable. So I scored left, right, he does everything. Boy at the back, the dreadlocks, unbelievable. Six foot two machine, right? And this guy in midfield, who just ran the show. So, like, after, because it was so hot, we stopped for like 20 minutes to get a drink of water. And I'm obviously chatting away in that. And this guy took his, his t shirt off. He had a black bag on, right? I'm saying, What's he doing with the black bag? It's fucking 35 degrees. So I says, what are you doing with the black bag? But I was like, oh, I need to get half a stone off before pre-season starts. I says, oh, do you play football? Like, you know, I play for Colchester. <laughs> so I went, Colchester? He went, I, he says, I broke the League One transfer record I signed for Tottenham two seasons ago. I was like, fucking hell, what's your name like? He says, my name's Philip Eiffel. I was like, all right, quality track I don't have to Didn't have a clue who the guy was. So he's like, uh, he's like, see that boy there? He's like, see that boy there? Boy with the dreadlocks, dreadlocks. That's my brother, Jarrell. He plays for Aberdeen. I'm like, oh my God. He says, you see that boy there? The striker with the baldy heat. He's like, that's Danny Cardamars, right? He plays for Dundee United, but he scored against Liverpool. And he the <laughs> I'm like, what? And a fucking, another guy played with fucking Rochdale, David Flickcroft. He's a manager now down south. Yes, I. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like what? what is fucking, I'm like, what is fucking happening? So, right, the guy, uh, Philip Eiffel, says to me, he's like, uh, do you play for a team? I played for West called the United Juniors, right? Absolute toilet. Worst fucking junior football in Scotland, right? He's like, who do you play for? I shot myself. I didn't know what to make myself look until I was an idiot. I was like, I play for uh, Livingston. <laughs> I tell him I play for Livingston, right? And that big Janelle Eiffel went like that. Oh, I thought I recognised him. I was like, oh, that's it. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, oh, uh, he's like, that boy Jacob's a good lad. And I was like, aye, great guy. Come on, I'm going to do these guys that way. He's like, He's like, what do you think of the gaffer? I was like, oh, he's not giving me many chances, man. I'm just going to He's like, he's like, what do you get paid a week? I was like, oh, it's no great. I just a few hundred quid a week and that. He's like, oh, keep spitting in, you'll make it. Mate, I fucking clean cars. I clean cars for all of them right? now, <laughs> That's That's my own business, like, but honestly, mate. Uh, mate, you, you and that wee chef get done like a fucking kipper, man. I know. It's even more walking away, right? They're going like that. That big Jarrell and Danny Cardamardi's going like that. We'll maybe see you during the season. I was like, ah, he's sick. I was like, I'll be watching the fucking side, but... <laughs> that's, a, that's a tremendous story. That's I love that. That's the best stories you've ever heard. Aye, that is amazing, mate. Oh, Superb. Honestly, mate. That's, that's brilliant, mate. That's so good. That is brilliant, mate. Cheers for that. That was a wonderful story. 
So that's it for this week's Open Light Review. That's so good. Next week. If you could get a beat Jordan's story, please get on next week. Absolute belter. Uh, check out for the links. Watch out for the links on our Facebook and our Twitter. Football Dafts. Big question. Have you seen football players on the pitch at a club or playing FIFA on Twitch? But this is this week's big question, and I'm going to say it properly, not the way our producer put it out on Twitter. Okay, John. Right. Yeah, apologising, Where is the strangest place you have spotted a footballer? Where is the strangest place you have spotted a footballer? Not what John put on Twitter this week. Where is like where football? Where is, where is there? the straight? Where is the strangest footballer you have seen a footballer? It's <laughs> a question. I believe. Apologies, I've let myself down. I've let my family down, and most importantly, I've let you boys down. So oh, you've, 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 you've let you've let the football daft community down, John. I apologise profusely. Right, right. John, you've been off more than you can chew with this Clyde job. Aye, aye, aye. I mean, does Bowie get this kind of treatment in the morning? Uh, I'll tell you what, Grado's got the radio job. You don't you don't see him making a fuck up with things, no. do you? No. Never. He's just consistently away out the camp. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we expect more from you, John. Right? Sorry. But Sorry. anyway, this week's big question is, where is the strangest place you have spotted a... Football. <laughs> we did speak about this, didn't we? I remembered one the other day, and it's not a footballer, it's a football manager. What mm. did you call what did you call the, the Lithuanian guy that managed Hearts? Velasquez or something like that. And Vanouskis. Even Ouskis. So me and all the boys have just had a lunch in Malia. Oh. Right. Oh. right, we've been to the Red Lion, we've sat down, we've had a nice Sunday roast. I says, lads, I'm going to jump over to the shop to get an ice lolly. I turn around, I'm like, I know that fucking guy's face with somewhere. Valdas Ivanouskis. Walking up the road in Malia. Beautiful. I love things like that. It pure makes your holiday better, doesn't it? Aye, aye. Like that, man, that night it was brilliant. That night it was great. Mind that bit of pool. And remember, we bumped into Ivanouskis, man. That was class. So I'm like to my dash out of this day. I remember that time we had breakfast in Lanzarote and Robert was sitting next to us, man. He's like, ah, no. <laughs> see, see on that, see on that same holiday, we fucking played five sides against the Everton under 18s team, and fucking uh, Aidan McGee was there as well. Uh-huh. He, he had a team I, there, I know. I think you're just getting carried away now, told me. And and Ronaldo was Aye. staying staying next then, door to me. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> and and we were on the beach one day, and there was this wee boy he could only have Aye. been about seven or something like that, and he, he really stood out, and I was like, "What's your name?" He says, Killian Mbappe and Grado would have never heard him. <laughs> oh, Grado, man, you're copping it for this today, ain't you, mate? I don't know. Anyway, on to the listeners. Some people have got in touch to tell us their stories. How come are you One of them, I've never got to say mine. Did we, did we not say ours last week? But I said ours last I, but week. I've remembered mine. I remember seeing Andrew Kachinkis in the Rangers show, and I remember seeing... Alan Hutton at Glasgow Airport coming back for Egypt, and I remember seeing Ross McCormick going to Tenerife for his bird. These all sound very rehearsed when you couldn't think any last week, man. No, I rem- I've remembered them. Aye, sure. And I can prove every single one of them, probably. Because I've got my. How do you. How do you. Were you coming and back? I can remember Egypt? exactly what Alan Hutton was wearing when he came back for Egypt. He was wearing an Ed Hardy t shirt. So were you coming back for Egypt? What? Were you coming back for Egypt? 
And see, when I was in Egypt, see how the guy that was on open line, he was talking about playing a game of football. Well, I played a game, a game of football with a guy called Jake Taylor, who played for Reading and Motherwell. Played with him and all. So that right, was this is when this is when like full circle for last week when you were sitting there scratching your ass. He's raging. He's raging, isn't he? He's in a half, man. Look at him. He's pure raging, isn't he? Why am I coping this week? What's the fucking? I'm saying fuck all, man. Right. So, Dylan has got in touch. He said, "I once sold Billy Stark some jet rock at B and Q and Clyde Bank about thirty years ago." That is well done, Dylan. Douglas, I don't know if it's Rab Douglas, says Kenny Douglas in Scotch Corner Toy Shop near when I was a young lad. George Best and I lived in Manchester. Oh. And wait for this one. Alexi Lalas went in oh. Boston with the Navy. That's a, that's a good one. I think George Best and I left is a, that's a belter, I know, isn't it? That, that, that's Totten Grado's made up story about Alan Hutton coming back to Egypt, man. John says Terry Hullock and the Black <laughs> 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 Sandy says Arthur Newman at a petrol station on holiday in Holland when I was six years old. Uh, Jay Bluno says Danny Mills at the Spearmint Rhino. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a strange place to see a footballer. That's a fucking builder. I don't know if it's the same John, but he says he was sitting in Zoo Marine, Portugal, watching Killer Whales, and Ed Hoy was sitting beside him. <laughs> I don't know if it's the same, John. But anyway, <laughs> Jason's got in touch. He got a photo of Scott Brown in the lavvy of the golf lounge. He then knocked my phone out of my hand when he opened the lavvy door. Phone hit the deck and smashed into pieces. Turned round with absolutely no remorse in his eyes. Said sorry and fucked off. Captain, leader, legend. <laughs> Napster says Effie Ambrose and Mary Hill Tesco at midnight on a Sunday with three of his mates. Buying a lawnmower and paying for it with club card vouchers. <laughs> <laughs> That's made up, man. That's great. <laughs> DA or da. Serve Bobby Lennox and McDonald's. He got a banana milkshake. Lovely. <laughs> Sandy. I had no idea who he was at the time, but he spoke to my dad because I was wearing a Rangers top and he said he didn't see many shirts around there. Ha ha. Got the shirt signed and pick. Great memory. What? Oh, Johnny, that was tied in with the Arthur Newman story. I don't know why. What, 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 Come what, on, fuck's sake, John. 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 Do you know what? Remember, Credo, remember, years ago at Ibrox, it was always fuck's sake, Tav. It's fuck's sake, John. In this podcast, it's fuck's sake, John. <laughs> fuck's sake, John. <laughs> Gav says, Sean Maloney and I had to check out in Next in Hamilton years ago. I thought he was a small child until he turned round. He's not, he looks like a caramel, doesn't he? Aye, he does. David says, met Lisbon line, John Clark at the roundabout in Bells Hill, next to McDonald's, I know where you are there, uh, David, when I was wee, mainly because he fucked his motor into the back of my dad's car. <laughs> <round it>. Dave <laughs> stopped at Da Vinci's to buy chips after a night out, was about to pay when the bloke behind me said, here, my mate will pay for that. I politely declined, but he insisted. I turned to his mate, it was Stephen Fletcher. Yes, it was. The dog's even surprised at that. Prince got a Ferrari, <laughs> for fuck's sake, so I let him pay. Good cunt, though. I love that. It's like, you can call that cunt, but it's like, he's a good cunt. Aye. Good story, do, you know what, do you know what? It's funny you're saying that. Bill Burr was mentioning that on his podcast this week. Mm. He was in Australia, and he says, folk were calling his good cunt a, good, a great cunt, and he was pure offended. That's that. 
But it's a good time, but you know it's I mean? a game of endearment. It's got me yeah. in the pool before. Gradle, Gradle, uh, called former on-paying and uh, WWE champion Kurt Angle a good cunt once. Yeah. He didn't take it in the right way. One of the top three cunts to lace about. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. wrestler, man. Kill man. That was a big question. Football daft with G4 claims. Find them on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at G4 Claims Limited. You want to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries, you need to get a hod of ExpressVPN. I'm watching a hell of a lot of stuff on ExpressVPN. There's series on Netflix that you can't get in the UK, but funnily enough, you can get in Mexico. You can get whatever country is producing at that moment by using ExpressVPN, because what it does, it unblocks content. What it does... It lets you change your online location so that you can control where you want sites to think that you're located at, right? But here's the deal. All you need to do is open the app, select the location, select the country, you're tapping one button, connect, refresh the page, and you've got access to thousands upon thousands of new shows and movies. Listen, there's a hundred countries in there. You can watch anime on Japanese Netflix. You can get access to Peacock, where you can watch the WWE Network right now. This is all the talk. The EPL games are on there. And you can watch that without any hassle whatsoever. It works on Hulu, it works on BBC iPlayer, and it also works on YouTube. You can stream in HD. There's no buffering. There's no lagging. And listen, see the devices that you want. They're more or less going to work with every single one, right? Your phone, your laptop, media, smart tellies, plenty more. And not only does it let you change your location, it also encrypts your data. So you are going to be surfing the web safely and anonymously. So get yourself at expressvpn.com slash daft to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. So remember, it's expressvpn.com slash daft. Football daft with G4 Claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Get them now at notatfaultclaims.com. It's player profile playoff with piesports.com. Uh, hopefully the football will be back. Hopefully we'll be back at the football and get our pies at half time. But in the meantime, if you want a pie, you're watching the game in the house, you can do that at piesports.com by ordering via their pie stall page. Um, lots of nice packages up there. You can, get, you can even get the Glasgow Oyster Pack. We're all a big fan of that. Four rolls, four pies. Pie in the roll, brilliant. Uh, bean and potato pies. We've got the Mr. Singh's Chicken Ambala pies. Lots to choose from up there, so get yourselves on there. Or you can give them a call, 0141 739 They'll deliver free of charge for a lot of postcodes across Scotland. You'll find them on the website. Um, now, every week, we invite one of the listeners on to play for the pies against one of the boys. Uh, and this week, coming on to take on one of the guys, it's Goshi. How you doing, pal? I'm all good, mate. How you doing? For those that have not watched the video version, uh, Goshi has winded up toe already by having champions uh, and a Rangers background there behind them. Beautifully Steve. done, Goshi. Beautifully done, mate. So there you go. Um, well, well done. I only figured it out there ten minutes ago. Today's first time. <laughs> <laughs> so do you know what? I think we're not going to draw a name. I think we've got a gold firm because you're winding up too oh, already. For fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> See if if every person that comes on that's a Rangers fan gets to play me, Stephen and Grado would be as well fucking going and doing something else tonight. <laughs> I'm going to watch you golf. 
Basically, go back to the season in Scottish football. I'm going to give you a player from that season. If as soon as you know the player, you've got to buzz in. Um, but if you do buzz in, you miss your chance and we continue with the clue. And it's first to two that wins. Chris Toll, what's your buzzer this week? Bruni. Right. Goshi, oh, what you got for us? Champions. Yeah, there we are. Yes. Gentlemen, we are heading back to the 2003-2004 season this week. Celtic Premier League champions. <laughs> Uh, also Scottish Cup champions and the League Cup went to Livingston for the first time good season um, for us not a great season for Rangers no um, so we'll see what players come out uh, right okay he's ready for your first player yes right so your first player gentlemen you ready this Irish striker signed for the Pars in January transfer window of 2003 from Waterford United and went on to have 15 appearances in the season before another two successful years at Dunfermline. His career took him to Dundee United, but he really needed his name at Reading both in the Championship Brilliant. and the Premiership. Chris told oh. No Hunt. No Hunt, 1-0. Fair play. Right. Reading, hang man. I've never got that. I've never got that. Next I was thinking Craig Island as soon as he said Irish Dunfermline. <laughs> 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 Next player out. Gillian Mbappe! This journeyman of Italian oh, football arrived at Ibrox in this season from Bologna, although he had played with Fiorentina. Oh, champions. Goshi. Is it Vinoli? It is Vinoli. Well done, mate. I wouldn't get that one. I had Capuccio in my head for some reason. What a cracker against Dundee. That well-known Italian player, Capuccio. That well-known Italian Portuguese, man. <laughs> Here we go. Next player, for the win, boys. This was to be the penultimate season of this goalkeeper's playing career. Having played for Falkirk, Celtic and Kilmarnock, he ended up at Fur Park. Rooney. Oh, Gordon, Gordon Marshall. Marshall. It is Gordon Marshall. <laughs> well done, Chris Toll. Get it fucking round, you boy. Celtic won <laughs> this week. There you go. Well oh, done, Gordon. Well done, Toll. Well done, Toll. Well done, Toll. Have the pies, my man. Appreciate it, mate. Legend. Go. We can't even give well, away the pies. It destroys the purpose of the game. For fuck's sake. That's, that's my gimmick. None of the other two ever do it. No, I don't. I don't that's think. very true. Of course, we never win. <laughs> well done, well done, Goshi. Hands across the yes. divide there. Congratulations. Appreciate that. Out to you. See you later, Goshi. Right, thanks very much. Appreciate it, guys. Day, Goshi, mate. Mate. See you later, bud. Bye-bye. Football daft with G4 Claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Call them now on 01698 767 172. Folks, now let's welcome to Football Daft, a man who is a cult hero at both Dundee and Celtic. While at Parkhead, he won three league winners medals and three Scottish Cup medals and also played in the UEFA Cup final. It's the one and only Mr Rab Douglas. Rab, thanks very much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it, mate. How's tricks? Thanks for the invite. I just couldn't have refused Grado last night when he invited us on. <laughs> I was delighted. I was delighted. Aye, and it was a lovely video message that you sent me back. Yeah, uh, Mr. Fat Cat sitting in the bath. Aye. It was uh, as soon as I was, I, I, I replied by, I thought I'm for a shower, so I got in the shower and I sent a video back to him to shower. 
Rab, I've shared a dressing room with Grado for about four years in a row now doing panto. That's not a pretty sight, mate. I've seen that a few times. Sorry oh, about that, mate. Easy. Easy. <laughs> Calm down. Anyway, Rab, what I want to ask you right, right away for the start, I was watching the Fitman Saturday because obviously I watch our broth because my one of my best mates is the captain, didn't they? Uh, Ricky <laughs> no, fuck us. He's not a Rab. He's not he is a, a captain. Is Ricky Little the captain of our broth, Rab? Ricky will be the vice captain. Tom's the captain, but Ricky's yeah, never. Aye. So he's the captain. So shut up, Bob. <laughs> right. What I found very, very interesting, Rab, was you on the touchline. I think he's went up 2 1. Was that right, 2 1? We have about 10 minutes to go. Yeah. And very, very animated on, on the touchline. I thought that's that's rare you see that. A goalie coach getting tore right in about it. You were kicking every ball, you were heating every ball, you were shouting pelters. It was tremendous. How is life at Arbroath? Love it. Absolutely love it. I was up at Forford with Dick Campbell and they sacked him. I went as a kind of goalie coach and ended up playing a couple of years. So I can for a year I fell out of lovely football, just get scunnered with it. Uh, left when they appointed Gary Bowling and just thought, it's not for me. Um, and then after a while, the gaffer got in touch to help out our growth a couple of times, sitting in the bench. I played one game at Hamden, we beat Queen's Park. So the fact can't finish his career. <laughs> we're, we're victory at, victory at Hamden. Grado, I think I nearly flattened Ricky. I came and caught a cross and I actually caught it and held it and Ricky's underneath me, but I nearly flattened him. Dear about but, <laughs> I think... For me, being a goalie coach up there, I was always wary. I think one game, it was just the gaffer and I there. His twin brother, Ian, and Youngie were away. And the gaffer says, Rab, get out and fucking coach. And I thought, oh. So then I can he spoke to him after the game about it. I said, what about me shouting? I says, you don't get many goalie coaches. He says, I absolutely love it, son. He says, it reminds me of me 20 years ago. So I've got carte blanche from the gaffer. Encourage <laughs> More encouraging the boys and giving them pelters. Probably give the referees more pelters, but I the main I, thing is is if you can sponsor if one player does that we extra run because you're encouraging them, it's you're you're doing your job and the gaffer's four seats away from your rope and shouting to me to tell them, so that's what I do. Aye. Aye. So you sure. could see yourself doing Rab, get out of management. I never ever thought I'd even do the coaching. I'd always vowed as a player I wouldn't. But I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Listen, I'm learning off the probably the three most experienced and the wisest manager in Scotland. So Aye. thoroughly enjoying it. And listen, we're punching above our weight and we're doing well in the championship. Still a lot of games to go, you know, and it's going to be a slog for us. But the players have been a credit and it's really enjoyable. I never ever thought I'd say that getting involved in the coaching side. But you think about it a bit differently than just being a player, you know. So it's good. Surely he's got to stay up. Yes, yes. I think the result of the weekend was massive for us. That was big, wasn't it? Yeah, and Hearts have got um, Aloe on Friday night, so we can go to Wraith and uh, if I go at Wraith, and that, that's the one thing, you know. Um, we went in a great run. At Christmas, we were probably written off. Then we went in a seven or eight game run, and then we lost the last few, and I think folk would be thinking, oh, that's the same away, but... The spirit on Saturday, again, just shows that the boys, you know, part-time, they never know when they're beating it. It's credit to them, you know, they turn it. There's not many teams turned us over uh, comprehensively. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, recently, he's obviously, he's been, you get eliminated for the Scottish Cup by uh, Falkirk. I think John was, was spouting off a bit about it, Rob. Aye, John was very happy about that. He's a young man, he doesn't shut up about the Burns. He's he's a he's a big Falkirk fan. He was slating his rap. Totally slating his. So it was not rap. They're just trying to put me in it. 
John, I, I thought Falkirk probably, we normally play better with the wind. I know the conditions up there, but Falkirk deserved their win. A couple of good goals that night, and we were probably disappointing at the end of the day. It would have been great to go back to Celtic Park, but our bread and butter staying in this league, so you can have your wee glory run. <laughs> hey, it looks freezing up that Arbroath every time you watch it. What was that, Grado? Sorry? It's, it, it looks freezing in Arbroath every time I, I watch it on the, the wee fancy cameraman. It just looks bitterly cold. It looks as if it's like that in July. Is that the case? Yeah, you get the gritters going up in May and June and things like that. But it, <laughs> I mean, everybody says, oh, we, we train at Perth twice a week, as you'll know through Ricky, who's been uh -huh. amazing this year again. But we train at Perth, so our boys roll up to our growth and just get the sleeves rolled up and go on. It's the same for both oh, yeah. teams. So, uh, Ricky, Ricky, tell me to ask you if you get the holes for the goalie. I've sorted in the training last night, did you? Oh, honestly, Monday night I trained. I was absolutely... I've been rubbish in my career, but I was hopeless on Monday night. I hadn't trained for three months. So I redeemed myself. I was a bit better last night. So the cat's making a comeback. The cat's, <laughs> the cat's back. The cat's tell, back. Tell me this one, Rob, right? Grado, Grado mentions Ricky Little a good four or five times a week on this show. Every right? week, mate. Every and, week. And it's he's his tenth year at a broth. Right. See if he gets a testimonial. Can the three years play on it? I'll probably cost you, but I would quite like. I'd probably chip in to see you three play again. <laughs> well, hey, Bob! Rab, Rab. Mate, can everything get your fingers? Your big horns didn't get near my penalty when I smashed it oh, in the trap corner past you. Well done for 12 yards in a friendly. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know that, actually. I think Bobby Lynn's only this year and Ricky as well. How Ricky manages to travel and that's credit to his professionalism. He's a total hey, Oh, you know him well, and he's slagging me for having hope. He's still got COVID in his football boots, by the way. <laughs> as soon as the ball goes to his feet in a match day, I take cover in the dugout. <laughs> I love him. I love him. He's been brilliant for us, honestly. A great player. Steady, Eddie. We're talking, we were talking there, there a minute ago about Stevie hitting a penalty and Ian scoring. Right, every, every so often it will come up saying, like, like Alan McGregor save against uh, Sparta Prague in the first leg. Right, folk were saying it was one of the best saves ever. See, when people ask me what is the best save that they've ever seen, I always say your penalty save against Motherwell at Fur Park. Right, now, how the fuck did you manage to save that? You were away in the wrong direction in the whole bloody nine yards. How did you manage to get your horn up to save that, Rob? I don't know. It was a good clean sheet that day, certainly. Um, good win. Obviously, I supported Motherwell as a kid, but I think it was Derek Adams that took it. It's probably one of my better penalty saves, but... Stephen's telling us he scored, but I'm just going to put Stephen right in his place. Uh, between you and me, who saved Luis Figo's penalty, Stephen? Mate, <laughs> you know I mean? Mate, I've never heard of him. Are you all right, Grado? No, mate, I was at, that day, that charity match, I remember when I first met you and I shook your horn to him, fucking of the very small stature, shook your horn, I was like, fuck me. I was, my, the rest, every other penalty that they took in my team, you fucking saved every one apart from mine. That's my claim to fame, mate, and I'm holding on to it, know what I mean? Now, do you know what? I've got, I've got a story for Rab, and I, I told Rab on the, in the charity game, we were standing in the middle of the park, I says, I've got a bone to pick with you, big man. Celtic versus FK Sudova, right? My dad had bet 8-0, and Yosfil Haran, he scored the last goal, Right, 
No, it was a, it was a, it was about two hundred and fifty to one, and my dad had a tenner on it, right? So we're winning eight nothing. Yosfal Harris <laughs> scored the last goal. There's two minutes left. Rab gets the ball, passes it to one of their players. Boom, eight one. I could have <laughs> see if there wasn't the billboards twice the height of me. I'd have been on that fucking pitch. I'll tell you. Man, <laughs> don't gamble. <laughs> when the fun stops, stop. That, that wouldn't be your dad letter into me then saying that he had that bet on. I bet it was. No, seriously, it wasn't my dad that sent you a letter, but did somebody send you a letter about that? Aye, somebody oh, did. Well, so it was either you or your dad. Nah, but... <laughs> <laughs> was the writing joined up? If the writing was joined up, it wasn't me. Oh, <laughs> Here, I don't want to get you crab it. Uh, fat cat, that's one thing I don't want to get you. I don't want you getting a, a sour mood. But Tool's obviously talking about your your, your favourite saves and stuff like that. My, my kind of favourite memory of you is um, a game maybe about 15 years ago and uh, Gregory Vidal scored his first ever goal against you at Parkhead. How how, how was that day? Horrible. Horrible. Um, I, I feel bad for bringing that up now, man. See. I swear to God, man, you're, you're an arsehole, Gredo. You can, you can actually tell when the fucking interviews are on Zoom now. Can you see, see if we're in the studio? No chance would you had the fucking boss no to chance, after that. No chance, Biggie. No chance. I'm going to get the camel, man. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, no, I had a shocker that day with the goal. I actually, as he's hit it, I'm thinking he's coming in and I'm actually looking where I'm going to throw it and took my eye off it. Horrible, horrible goal to lose. Um, oh, but I'm quite sure you enjoyed yourself anyway. Well, <laughs> I was, I was I right behind the goals, man. I was, do you know what? Fuck it, because you had a lot more uh, good games against that lot than you had bad games. Do you know what I mean? So, no, uh, that's why uh, we'll see the thing is, though. I would never have brought that up if that wasn't the case. No, well, that's it. Do you know, do you know I, what I mean? A goalie, though. That's just the nature. Look at the boy Barcassin, who, right? The pressure's on him. He's getting slaughtered left, right, and centre. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's not come in and hit the ground running. But how many goals have actually been howlers that he's flogged? Right. He's, he's lost goals that you you maybe think uh, maybe a better goalie or another goalie would say Aye. maybe he's settled, maybe it's coming in for a different environment you just but again if French Jerry misses one up front that's what happens that's the nature of being a striker Aye. if you're a goalie make a mistake it's in the back of the net and, 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 and especially especially as like an old firm goalie so we've had goalies on here in the past and they'll always say you could go for playing in an SBFL team where you're you're, you're what the full 90 minutes and then you sign for a you sign for a, a, an old firm team, and you've maybe only got one or two saves to make. And if you don't make that one save, man, then you're going to get called out, and your life's going to be made a misery, isn't it? I think that's when it, it goes in the spotlight more. To be honest, is, is the old firm game. That's in the media. The media now, you know, um, probably it's easier to blame somebody than look at other things. So, as being a goalie, you make a mistake. It's in the net. Let's be honest. It's trying to minimise how many games you can go getting a run with clean sheets. And no make a mistake. So, Rab, Stevie's Stevie's been moaning all day, right? Because we're doing the podcast when the Masters is is on the telly. Now we're coming. We're going to be getting out of lockdown soon, and obviously we're friends on Facebook. So I see a lot of your updates about uh, uh, the golf day that you do in memory of your pal. So yeah. are you are you looking forward to getting back to that? Um, are you going to be doing it this year, if if, if possible? I think we're penciled in for the 30th or 31st of August, hopefully all going well. Even last year during lockdown, I mean, it all goes to the beats in Glasgow. We're, that's, a, that's a great charity. £310,000. My pal Gordon Cowan was a Muddle fan. Uh, 24 years, he 
passed away now. So we've golfed for 16 years. His mum didn't want him to forget him. So to be fair, £310,000 for a wee town like Lanark is incredible. And uh, it keeps... Superb. We do a ball in August or September out at Lanark now. We're probably going to have to push that on you a Christmas ball this year. But we try and do events that, you know, Lanark's not a, a massive town, but certainly everybody turns up and supports us. And as you say, the Beatson's a fantastic charity that needs Absolutely. a lot of... That is, that I'm doing a work for it in a fortnight's time for the Beats and Charity. So, aye, that's. Do you know I what? I don't, I don't think there's any, anybody in Scotland that's not had some sort of connection to the Beats. <coughs> that's that, you know. And no. it's like, like we say, that is a fun, it's a phenomenal charity. So, more power to you there, Robin. £310,000 is an incredible amount of money to be raising for. That is unbelievable, man. Well played, mate. Well played. Yeah, we'll, get, we'll get back to the football now. So, um, you started your career. Was it Meadow Bank that you started your career at, Rob? Meadow Bank Thistle, yep. And how was how was that? They moved to Levy. What was the transition like? Uh, I was actually playing at the time. The first year I went there, I was kind of just in the reserves, helping out. Steve Ellison and Jim McQueen were the goalies. It was actually Donald Park that signed us and George Mackey. And I actually didn't think I was good enough. I thought I'll have a year there and go back. And signed us again and he kicked on from there the first year I didn't have enough belief in myself thinking I've came from Simon and Tinto an amateur team in between Lanark and Bigger and great bunch of boys you know um, just the camaraderie there was brilliant um, and I always thought I'd maybe had the chance to go junior a couple of times but can he kicked on at Meadow Bank and started I think played about a year before we moved to Livingston then we went into Livingston and they signed some guys full time and I was actually just saying to somebody, uh, my first wage at Meadow Bank was 15 quid a week. Um, 15 quid a week? Wow. We're old. Uh, I think we used to get a tenner expenses for me to get from Lanark. cost me about 15 quid, but I had because <laughs> I wanted to um, And obviously played regularly, got to Livingston, did well at Livingston. We won the third division with Livingston. Um, with Jim Leishman and we were up Hamill Nackies just pipped us and then Billy Thompson came and watched us for Dundee so I was in the retain fire brigade at Lanark as well and I said to the boys we were going to a shout I said Dundee are in for us for 30 grand and they're like I fuck off so I went <laughs> and it turned out I went to training the next night and John McCormick was there with the contract it was already written out it was take it or leave it 160 grand in a 40 grand player Hundred grand deal. So, uh, one of the going through part time and breaking and retain fire to full time at Dundee to work under Billy Thompson. And we won the, the championship that year. So, we were straight up in the SPL. Brilliant. So, Rob, you moved to, you're saying there that you moved to Dundee in a, uh, a deal which was quite a big deal for Dundee at the time. Um, how was your first spell? I remember, see, whenever we used to play against Dundee and you were in goals, you were like fucking Billy the Fish. Honest to God, and then see when we signed you, I was over the moon purely because we wouldn't have to play against you again. But how was your first your first spell at Dundee? I, obviously, working with Billy Thompson day in day out was amazing. Um, all the time in the world, and grateful for Billy having the patience to work with. But probably when you come for a building site, etc., you've maybe just got that wee bit more desire. And, uh, you just want to try and succeed, and that that's what it was. I moved up to Dundee. I couldn't handle the travelling. I did it for about a month and hated it. Absolutely hated it. So moved up to Dundee and it was the best thing. And 
be fair, at the time, Big Leash says to us, Robert, you're going to sleep in Giants, and Dundee kicked on. Um, Peter and Jimmy Marr took a gamble on us, and it, it worked well. Um, we got promoted, and we were in the SPL, and thoroughly enjoyed it. We had Jockey Scott, we had the Italians, uh, just, you know. What madden. a time. What, a t- what was Jockey Scott like, Rob? Brilliant. One of the best coaches you'll get. Training, right. training regimes, routines, unbelievable. Just, and I think Jockey and the grandkids um, mellowed them out a bit as well, you know, by that time. Um, but again, him and Jimmy Bone were first-class coaches to work with. <laughs> Rab, so obviously, right, Jockey Scott, good time at Dundee and stuff, but then, obviously, Selick came in. Were you shocked when Selick came in? I, I was just about a time where I could have went a free agent, to be fair, went Bosman. Mm. He signed at Dundee because I think Dundee took a chance in me and I thought it's fair that they get something back if, if I move on. Um, that's something that's fell out of the game, man. That's, that's... I think, listen, you're probably grateful. Um, probably grateful and appreciate the chance to, to go full-time, but I think when Rangers were in first for us, but I was told I would only play four games, Klaus was injured, and then I'd sit on the bench and that just didn't appeal to me. I never spoke to... Dick Advocate directly, but again, something else in the game, Blair Morgan was my agent, and Blair says to me, Robert, I'll double my money if you go to Rangers, he says, but if you want to play, go. I'm advising you go to Celtic. And I went and met Martin O'Neill, and after meeting Martin O'Neill and Robbo and Wally, it was brilliant. And I wasn't guaranteed anything even there, it was between me and Gouldy at the time, and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it just Aye. couldn't go off you there. Rab, you're saying like you never, you never met with Advocate then, and you were offered Rangers. But when you went, when you went and you met and sat down with Martin O'Neill, was it just instant Martin O'Neill? You're just like, aye, I want to play for this guy. Ah, oh, he's unbelievable. I think you just obviously you go and meet, and you're not convinced that it's going to happen. Um, but I think he just the assurance, no, the assurances, the the way he speaks to you and the encouragement, and he he wants you to feel part of the team. It was great that way, great that way. And manager, you know, obviously got a lot of his similarities with Brian Clough, but he, he could manage your boys, unbelievable. Aye. Right, so like... where, where do you think that the future in management kind of lies? Because a lot of people, uh, because Celtic are looking for a new manager just now, um, they're saying that they want to move away more for the kind of Martin and Neil, kind of Roy Keane mould, Neil Lennon kind of mould. Uh, do you think uh, if Martin O'Neill was just coming through as a manager just now, do you think he would be as successful as he was back then? Or do you think football's moved on for that style of management now? I think football moves on. But, I mean, you're, you're talking, you've got managers now trying to reinvent the wheel, playing out for the back, you know. In the lower leagues in Scotland, when, when it's blowing howling gales, no quite reinvent the wheel. Uh, when you've got top coaches doing it in arenas, that's understandable. Guys that are comfy with the ball, but... There's nothing worse than seeing somebody with no comfy with the ball at their feet and they try to play it out for the defence at the back. It's crazy. But um, I think the Roy Keane, Martin O'Neill and Lenny and that, I think that's a bit unfair towards them. You know, you look at, you look at their success and achievements. Um, football moves on all the time, but they're still successful managers in their own right. Right. But no, you're 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 appearances for Scotland, Rab. I take it that was a mega proud moment for you to get, to get called up. I'm sure you get called up uh, under two managers. Was it Bertie and Walter that called you up? Yeah, I was. I trained with them for Al Main and I trained with the squad for years or a couple of years. Um, 
Alan Hodgkinson at the time, which was another great experience. Um, Hodgie was the original goalie guru. That's right. Uh, uh-huh. And it was at the time it was Sully and Gouldy were the goalies, and Alan Main and I went. And a brilliant experience. You know, you're talking top squad then, McAllister, John Collins, all of those guys, and worked under Bertie and Walter as well. So, a great time. Listen, playing for your country is one of the proudest moments you'll get. You know, uh, Nobody can take it away from you. Folk might say, but you've you've got your international cap, you've played, you've done well, you've maybe not done well in an R game, but you've got your international cap. It's great. What was what was the national camp like when Betty was in charge rap? It was absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, great with me. Um I think he was good with all the boys to be fair, and they, you you look he, he brought in your Darren Fletchers, your Scott Browns, you know, guys like that. It's, <laughs> when you when you think of it, Faddy. You know, Faddy was his cheeky boy. But again, he brought all these players through and probably he got a bit of unfair criticism because, OK, we beat Holland 1-0 at Hamden and then they battered us over there. Um, but I think you've got to remember the squad that Holland had, Van Nistelrooy and all those guys. Time Van der Again, Bertie got a lot of stick. And I think some of it was unjustified. I think it's because maybe he came in as a foreigner. We were as close to qualifying as we'd been in a long, long time, certainly. Aye, yeah. definitely. I, 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 watching Scotland at that time was great. It really was, man. And like you say, it's like the, the young players that were coming through, it was fresh. And you get that kind of feeling just now with the Scotland squad as well. Like that Scotland squad, although they're not, they don't seem to be performing to the highest standard, there's a, a great squad of players there that are just not quite reaching the potential. Do you know? <clears throat> Aye, I still, I mean, look at the team I just go, there is. Oh, there is so many good players in that team now. There is. They're really with the Scottish team. There's like the midfield's phenomenal. Defence. I mean, get Tierney Robertson. We're talking about. There's there's a lot of potential there. I'm just looking forward to getting down to London to watch, hopefully watch him or hopefully be somewhere near. <laughs> That's well, having the pleasure and privilege of being bussed in with the police escort and standing. I want to go and enjoy the other side as a fan as well because I'm. Aye. Patriotic and watch Scotland's quite high up my agenda to be honest. But see, I like when you say that when you when you're in the stadium and you get thing we done after the post and all that. We memories like that, that that sounds brilliant, but is is there a me- what memory stuns out most in your mind where you go, Wow man, this is the coolest. This is this is what it's all about, man. I've made it. Hi everyone. I think <coughs> things I'm did. I've got to be honest, I made my debut up at Pitodra against Nigeria. JJ Okocha, believe it or not, was played. But uh, I think standing at Hamden singing the national anthem is one of the, the proudest moments, you know. Because as a kid, you grow up, as a kid, I wanted to be a fireman or a, a footballer. So, you know, um, double whammy and unbelievable. And for me, it was to late players could still make it internationally and develop as a, you know, uh, it was un- uh-huh. In there, Rab, about the Hingway, about the UEFA Cup final. Um, and in the build up to the UEFA Cup final, you were probably the most, with the exception of Henrik, I would say, you were the most consistent player in that Celtic squad throughout that throughout that whole campaign. And I always go back to the game at Anfield. Now, some of the saves you made that night were absolutely outstanding. What, what's your memories of that game? Because that was, that was a big game for us, you know. For me, I tell boys this story. For me, I was a Liverpool fan growing up. King Kenny's my ultimate hero. Met him once and was speechless. That's called him Mr. Dalglish. But unbelievable. A- absolute hero of mine. 
So to go to Liverpool and get a clean sheet was amazing. Obviously, had a couple of good saves for Gerard, but when Johnny stuck the second one in, I'll never forget. Turned round, and there was one guy in the court. I caught eyes. We've made eye contact. He's in the hoops, jumping up and down, and I'm jumping about the 18-yard box at Anfield. She, we boy feel that amazing. But as you say, Chris, I think I performed pretty consistent. I think. It was pretty hard for Bobo and I to get the criticism all in the final, but that's that's the nature of football and being the goal and probably coming out um, and saying, I think I made a few good saves before even half time. Um, and I just felt you win and lose as a team all the way up there. Aye. The final, uh, just felt there was a couple of scapegoats, but listen, that's the nature and that's part of being a goal there, I suppose. You know what? I was I was there. I was at that game. I was in the stadium that night, and you know, see when I came out, I was I wasn't upset. I wasn't disappointed. It, the, the feeling was more a feeling of pride in the team because everybody had poor old fucking hammering us that night. Everybody had them scalpings, and you know what? We took them every step of the way. If we had managed to get it to penalties, I think we would have won. I think we would have won the cup. But it was just a. You know, a lot of people were giving some of the players some stick and stuff like that, but at no point did I feel as if the players done anything other than exceptionally well. Honestly, I, I know obviously there was a few individual mistakes, but it, you can't judge a full season on that, can you? I think you look, um, you win and lose as a team, that's fine. Um, some of the criticism was quite, quite hurtful. Um, I think Bobo gets some, I get some, other players get some. Um, when we were getting clean sheets doing at Anfield, everybody was in it together, and that's that's just the way I, I'm quite happy to remember it. I think uh, what an achievement for a team that Porto went on to win the Champions League the following year. It probably that's launched right. Mourinho as well. That's how good they were, Aye. and yeah. we were so close. Still, still a major, probably the most disappointing football result. You'll. Celtic fan will get, you know. So, was it the, the, obviously the most special team you've ever been involved with? Ab? I think the boys have got a bond together. You know, we've had nights out, we're playing the charity games at Celtic Park, and that. And it's amazing. You know, you catch up as if you've never been away. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like soldiers that have been to Vietnam together. <laughs> well, we've been to together, so that'll do. <laughs> I think, I think you look, you've. I, I, Quite pally with Big Johnny and Sotty and Lenny, keep in touch with Bobby and Stan and Gouldy, you know, so the course there. And I think everybody will be friendship group, but I think when you meet up together again, it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. You were talking in our Patreon thing when we do teammates, you were talking about Henrik Larson and like Maravchik. I mean, like when you went to Celtic and you seen these guys firsthand, how good were they? The one that the one that stuck out to me especially was Stillian. Because Stillian, right. you know, we, we stay behind and do shooting. And that, honestly, Stillian's got one of the hardest shots I've seen um, in that time. And he was still improving. He was a young young player. And the work rate that Stillian put in, obviously being a foreigner, coming to improve himself. It's funny because Lambo always said he was a wee chunky monkey when he started at Celtic. But I didn't see that in Stillian. You know, mm. it was half time he, he had to change his shirt. There was that much sweat in it. You know, it was just, mm. it, was, it was unbelievable. It was always why the players, man, he's once for the middle. It was so know, hard to pick up. It was so you, hard to pick up. What was he got for him? Attacking right. him. Gilder. 
like you said there as well, Rob, the work that he put in as well. Um, I've read his autobiography, and to learn English, he worked, he worked out in a burger van outside Celtic Park it, it, to, to, like, so that he could learn more English. He actually done, he done shifts Aye. in a burger van outside Celtic Park. I didn't know that, Tom. I, I think he struggled to settle in at the start when I think that probably helped him. But again, what a great teammate, funny, weaving nights in Shanghai, shuffle and stands, came and joined us and you go to, you know, you're maybe in another couple of, uh, in company with another couple of people, you go to pay your bill and still ends left, blutered, and he's paid <laughs> He's paid the table, you know. That's just, you just think it that way. He's just a generous, nice character and a great lad. Well, but Rab, talking about like how special that team was then, the Celtic team, how hard was it when it came to an end when you moved on? Was that a hard decision to move on? I think, listen, I think uh, Martin's wife hadn't been well and he was leaving as well. Um, I think Jackie was going, Henrik was going. So I think when you look at the cycle, I was there four and a half years and it was unbelievable, you know. So probably Gordon Strachan was coming in. I didn't want to keep us. And he signed Boricu, who was an unbelievable goalie, made mistakes again, but got away with it sometimes as well. That that's the nature. Um why, why do you think that is? Why do you think like because I remember Boric making quite a few howlers, right? And it, it didn't you didn't make any more than he did, but the Celtic fans were always on your back. But the, he seemed to get away with it. What was why was that? Why do you think that was I think it was the whole and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying anything wrong about him, but I think it was the whole blessing he sell and the Pope T shirt and I think it was his I think it was his character. I think possibly part of his character. Listen, he, he he made saves that were unbelievable. I think he took a penalty in, was it a semi-final or a final? Aye, scored a penalty unbelievable. against the United. Again, Arthur made as many mistakes as me, but it, that's the nature. And it, it's different cycles, different eras, different managers. You know, Luke, Magnus came in and struggled as well. The goalkeeper, Dimitri never really played. At least Gould played, and that's the one thing with me. If I made a mistake, I always wanted to try and get back the following week, unless the manager was changing it. You know, he would maybe Aye. say, "No, you made two mistakes in a row." But I can't I, I quite work it out. And now look at Barkas; is quite a strange one. Aye, when you when you look at Celtic, you know, then Rab obviously Rangers win the league, right? What what do you think he Celtic the new? And what who would you want to come in to be the manager? I think they've got me personally. I think they've got to get somebody in before the end of the season. That's my personal opinion. So they, so they can start looking at players out of contract, so they can start um, going through probably the backroom staff, etc., whatever they want to do. Because one of the reasons I left Forfar was because I wasn't want to work with Gary Hall and that, because I, I worked with Dick Campbell. I was mm-hmm. Campbell's coach. I, I was loyal that way. And when Dick Campbell got attacked, although I was playing in the team at the time, it was time for me to leave, you know. Aye. And I, Aye. I could for that, but... I, I just thought I did the right thing. Um, mm-hmm. So you, you've got to look. I think Eddie Howe would be a great appointment because I think he punched, Bournemouth punched well above their weight. You know, and I know that the Premiership, there's big money in there. But when you, when you look at what he achieved over the, the period of years he was there, was amazing. That's what I was saying to Chris earlier on before you came on. The only I, I seen Eddie Howe talking the other day saying he's not going to accept any job until the summertime. Do you think that's too late then? Do you think you're saying you need somebody in the new? I, th- I think that would be too late. If, if that was the scenario, I would be looking at um, another appointment. Mm-hmm. 
Maybe somebody comes available shortly, you never know. There might be somebody, they might, Celtic might pay compensation. Dermot's got big decisions to make in that aspect, you know. Um, the, you're wanting to get a top, top appointment. Uh, somebody, I think a Benitez or that as well, if available, you know, if they fancied it, would be a great one again. What is it? What is the script, right? Answer me this one now, right? What, why does it seem as though Celtic always take a hundred fucking years to get any sort of deal done? What is it? Why Why can they not just go out? They've got one of the richest men in British football at the helm. Why can they not just go out and go, right, this is our man. We want you to know. Name your price. Get your arse in here. Get us going for next season. Why does it always take so long? We lost Ben Davies because we never bothered that. We were humming and hawing about getting him signed up and he's ended up at Liverpool. This Eddie Howe thing absolutely reeks of that for me. It reeks it. See if Eddie Howe's saying, I, I'll not, I don't want to sign for a team until the summer. See if you turn around and open the checkbook and offer him the money. He'll be fucking signing, believe you me. So it's it goes back to this biscuit tin mentality for a hundred years ago. It's pish. I think, though, you look, Chris... <laughs> You're right there, Chris. You <laughs> Take a drink of juice, yeah. man. Take a drink of juice. Yeah. Man, I've run out, Oh, fuck's sake. Toe, get off that fence, mate, and tell us what you really think, boy. Come on. <laughs> you look, though, Brendan Rodgers came in and was a breathy fresh air. Great for Scottish football. Same as Gerard, to be fair. Big names. Um, I'm quite sure he would have been a big salary, um, whether Celtic was paying it or Dermot was paying it. Again, Brendan Rodgers goes down south for probably triple, quadruple his wages, in all, all honesty. So the, the money's in England. If they want to go and chase money, they'll stay in England. Aye, yeah. but what's he, what's he got? That's the thing. Do you want somebody with that mentality? I never mind that. <laughs> I mean, no, but I'm, I'm being serious. So do you want somebody at the helm with that mentality? See, for example, no. Brendan Rodgers came up here to rebuild his, his, uh, his reputation. Right, mm. and he done it, and fair enough, he's went, then moved on, and he's doing brilliantly in the Premiership with Leicester. The only the teams that all right, Newcastle might be coming up available. Everybody says they're a sleeping giant, but I've never seen a Newcastle team win anything ever. Right, so they're not a sleeping giant for me. They're a mediocre club. Right, they're a large club. They're they're a they're a one team a one team city. Right, but for me, Newcastle are not a bigger team than Celtic. They're nowhere near a bigger team than Celtic. And if he's going to stay down there for family reasons, fair dues, but come out and say that, do you know what I mean? It's not Celtic are a, a massive club, a massive club, and they should be an attraction for any manager that's out of a job. So I don't know why the fuck he's dragging his heels on it. It's doing my head in, man, honestly. Who do you want to get the job then? Who do I want to get the job? Yeah. I would, I would love to see Eddie Howe take the job, right? But see if he's dragging his heels. Move on, like you said. Move on. If there's somebody... You've got, you got to get an appointment in before the end of the season so you I can agree with you. overhaul it. Do you know what? No, no, no. obviously you played with him and there's no malice involved or anything like that. But I'd, I think the job's too big for John Kennedy just now, right? And I see the longer that this goes on, I can see him getting the job. And it's... It's worrying me, to be honest with you, because I think that will set us back a few years, Rob, and, and we're not in the position where we can where <laughs> we can do that. Get that Campbell in. That's this what is, I was going to say. Aye, this is, this is turning into a fucking Celtic uh, podcast. Uh, 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 hold on. <laughs> would, uh, see, if... Would you go... Would you lead that Campbell to go and be the Celtic goalie coach, Rob? Oh, no, listen, I'm 15 miles up the road. I don't mind... <laughs> 
Like, cool. Right, 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 right. Anyway, just gloss, just gloss over that big point. I made you a bunch of fans. Cool. Do, do you want to go and like, get a wee drink of juice in it, Camden? By the way, it's two fucking Xanax I'm needing. Aye, right. <laughs> Rab, back to, back to yourself, mate, because you're the guest, right? Back to you, mate, right? <laughs> you're saying how good that team was you go to the FA Cup final stuff. See, when you went to Dundee for the second time and there was a 25-point deduction, when you go like into administration for the second time and you still managed to stay up there, how proud of that team were you? That's as big an achievement as up there as winning a title with Celtic because of right. the result. Um, we took uh, one of the boys came for Lockheed, Craig Robertson, mad Dundee fan, played two or three games for us, donated his testimonial money, which was 10 or 12 grand into the Dundee, the fund. Um, with That's a great gesture. Uh, just the whole, the camaraderie. I mean, you, I was playing with a strained thigh. Um, we Higgy was playing with a stake in his boot. He'd done his ankle or something like that. It, it was unbelievable. Just the bunch of boys there again. There's certain, the best thing in football is when you've got a cause to fight for, you know, when you're maybe written off as underdogs or something like that. And that's that was, you know, that to be honest, the penalty they tried to, I don't think if Dundee went down, Dundee would still have been here. I think they would do if we'd get relegated that year. Because, mate, that's like, that's like, I mean, that's an unbelievable achievement, that, though, when you look at it on paper and you see that back and you go, 25-point deduction, you've seen you've got guys coming in, you're playing injuries, and it's like, that's unbelievable, man. Barry Smith, manager, and we played Sterling the first game and Barry's team talk because uh, we had Billy Dodds and Gordon Chisholm. They, they get... Well, the administrator basically took them out. So mm-hmm. Barry came in and he was unbelievable, you know, so professional for Barry's first job. And I'm a good pal of Barry's, but to watch him in his first team talk, I thought, I thought it's one ease. You never know how it's going to go. And I thought, you've got the meeting at the palm of your hand. And the boys just went and knocked their pan in every Saturday again. It was unbelievable to watch. Hi, Rab. Honestly, it's been class talking to you, man. It's been brilliant. Uh, but every week on Football Daft, we put our guests' football knowledge to the test with a 90-second quiz. You up for it, big man? I have to. Aye. <laughs> mate, see if it was in a studio and you asked us that question, but no, big man, it's all right. Aye, when you go, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, mate, right, I'll, I'll read through scores. Right, David Martindale's top of the leaderboard with 16. In joint second, it's John Sutton and Chick Young with 15. Mark Wilson and Keith Lasley are top just behind them with 14. Other selected scores include Peter Grant on 13, John Hartson on seven and a half, and Barry Feastenders is on four, right? And at the bottom, it's a tie between Peter Lovenkranz, Derek Johnston, Craig Levine, and Mick Supatalainen on three. Is there anybody you want to beat there? As long as I've no bottom, I don't mind. Right, well, mate, you need, to get, you, need, you need to get me on three then, and you're beating Lovenkranz, Derek Johnston, Craig Levine, and Mick right? Me on three. If it's for right, the two we a chance, right? Let's go. Right, cool. Chris, do you want to ask you questions, my man? You want me to ask him? Right, okay, right. Look. And right. mate, you can't pass, you need to get an answer. You need to get an Aye. answer. Even if you don't, don't know, mate, just give any answer. Any pass. answer at all. What's that? I'll decide if I'm passing grade. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Fair right. enough. <laughs> right, so, 90 seconds on the clock, John. Yep. Your time starts now. Name any player over 35 years old to appear for Rangers this season. 
pass. <laughs> which, which English side did Aberdeen play in their 2018 Europa League qualifier? Burnley. Who beat Liverpool 3-1 in the Champions League the other night? Real Madrid. How many games did you play for Plymouth? One hit wonder. Which team did Jeremy from... Oh, you can't. <laughs> Which team did Jeremy from Pong join in January? Uh, Germany... Pass. Na name either Swedish player to have played in the Scottish Premier League this season. Passing out, passing out, going. Which Celtic player used to have the theme from the Magnificent Seven play when he scored? The King. How many caps did you get for Scotland? 18 and a half, 19. 18 and a half, one was against the Hong Kong Waiters. <laughs> who's the <who's> manager? <laughs> who's the manager of Wraith Rovers? John McGlynn. Marvin Bartley is captain of which club? Livingston. And what month in two, 2001 did you win Player of the Month? October. Who is currently top of League One? Uh, Falkirk. Hibs keeper offer Marciano plays for which country? Israel. Time! There we go. Oh, that's not bad, that's not bad. I think it's safe to say you're not at the bottom, Rab. I think you've got more than three, mate. Well, hey, who was the Rangers player? Over McGregor, Stephen Davis, Do you know what? We did a quiz at four for one night, and it was something about players that had played in the European Cup final, had played in all the leagues. Aye. Didn't you know the answer? I was one of them. Right. Aye, the Rangers one you could have had McGregor, Davis, or before Rab. Um, right. You're kicking yourself over the, the Germany one. It's Bayern Leverkusen that uh, Jerry Fringpong went to. Swedish players, you could have had uh, Philip Hollander or Melker Halberg. Um, you won your Player of the Month, according to our sources, you won your Player of the Month in November of 2001. You going to argue with that, Douglas? Right, I'll, no. give you, I'll give you an extra point for that. Uh, <laughs> i tell you what, then, you did pretty good then, Rab. You got 10. Well, that's all right. Not bad, Decent, not mate. Decent. Not well done, mate. Well done. I was going to say something there, but I better not. <laughs> ah, mate, mate, I think you'll say they're rough. You'll be getting your James Blunt kicked in the next time you see Big Rab, man. <laughs> Vader, you'll be up to hospitality soon, remember where you're like. I know. Oh, mate, I know you're going to say it. No, just say it. Go. What? Where's he going to 10? Well, aye, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> 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 listen, listen, Rab. I'm going to be firing the corner going, Kate, okay, do you see it? No, listen, if we day bump into each other, you've got to remember, right, working together, building safer communities, set up apparatus, it's a fire service, it's a brotherhood, mate, it's been good to talk to you, aye. and hopefully water's under the bridge, you know what I mean? what I mean? Rob, honestly, mate, it's been class having you, big man. Cheers. Thanks very much for coming on, Rob. Appreciate that. Right. All the best for the rest of the season, Rob. mate. All the best. All the best, mate. Right, bye-bye. Cheers. Cheers. Football Daft with G4 Claims. Find them on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at G4 Claims Limited. Boys, I'll tell you what I'm doing tonight. Be right. done. Having a wee Zoom with Jordan Young and Grant Stott. Oh, having a few right. beers, having a few beers. No, just just to catch up. Hold having on a, a minute, beers. right? Before we started this podcast, Stephen Purden today, you're saying, oh, can't he fucking believe I've got to do this today and want to watch the golf. And now you're sitting down with oh. Grant Stott and Jordan. Mate, 
mate, I can watch the golf when I'm sitting in my man cave talking to Grant and Jordan. But very rude, Stephen. I know. <laughs> Do you wow. know what's very rude, John? What? Your Just face. talking shit on Twitter <laughs> to people oh, asking them the big question and not asking it properly. But I'm not going to let that get in the way of what has been a good show, guys. Have Look what I'm doing today? tonight. I'm talking with Grant Stott. Grado on the group chat Guys, I might be late And he's about five minutes early Because look what I've got today Screenshot a fucking WWE or whatever Know what I mean? <laughs> then comes on because he didn't But I talked to him probably fucking five minutes early And all that I mean, you're going to have a bit of a problem, man Because you <laughs> fucking turn right into me this full episode, man Because you try to get out And you fucking can't take it back Who did I get out to? Me two seconds ago Look what I'm what? doing tonight Look what I'm doing tonight Grado, see for me <laughs> Grado, see for next week, for the listeners, right, would you go and, and do a little bit of research into Mbappe and then you can come back and, you know, you can get it right up Stephen Potter and Chris He's never going to do right? that. And you, get, you, you, out, in fact, Grado, I'll go find bring a, him on, I'll get him on. You get Kelly <laughs> Mbappe on the show next week. I'll get him on. Big Rab. He was good. And do you know what? The highlight in my football daft career is watching Toll nearly have a fucking cardiac going on a rant about the next manager and Big Rab just going, you alright, Chris? You alright? <laughs> oh, I know. No, I bet. No, I bet. No, I bet. No, I bet. Like, fucking, how do they take fucking, fucking hours to make a fucking decision? Weeks, months? What I mean, that fucking... It's true. It's that fucking is true. That is true. That See, is. if this was Rangers, they would have had a manager three weeks ago. Aye, well. Sorry, yeah. but... Aye. No, oh, but... Do you know what? See... I'm not speaking to Jordan and Grant for about an hour on the hall, so see before I, we go, man, tell us your big bro story. I can't be honest. <laughs> fucking hell. Because I'm up to high dough with this manager situation, Stevie. <laughs> okay, up to high dough, mate. Up to high dough. I forgot if I mentioned just after I'm looking the back at my fucking my messages, remember? For Sunday night, man. Because I, I, I remembered you stuck up the door. What the hell, mate? Alan McGregor, you up, bud? <laughs> Two o'clock in the morning, man, man. Oh. <laughs> right, remember, troops, rate, view, subscribe, where you get all your podcasts and all that, and just enjoy it, because we we enjoy it, don't we? Even though Grado's not happy. Audio Frontier.